Welcome to the Alchemize Your Life podcast. On today's episode, we're talking all about conscious relationships and how you're probably doing it entirely wrong. I am not. You are so. I hate you. Hi, I'm Sian Kenshin. And I'm Sophie Ma. And we're here to Alchemize Alchemize Your your life. Life. In this podcast... We show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, We repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. I've got a bit of a bone to pick here, you guys. And like, I'm going to apologize in advance because this episode might get a little feisty. Oh, I'm out of here. What? You love my feistiness. No, no, this is totally uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I have to leave. What? But, but, but that... Fuck, that's exactly what we're supposed to be talking about today. Damn it. I'm lost. I I just don't like it when you get feisty and like pious and I don't know. (laughs) You like it so much that you can't even like think of words. You're just like, I'm lying so hard right now. I'm 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 just like, I'm just like, no, no, she's going there and I don't want any part of it. I don't even know what to call it, but it's that. It's that thing that she does, you know, when when she gets very assertive and very... In my power? Yeah. I thought you liked that. I thought that was where the best sex came from. Yeah, I might like it a little. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, this isn't about you and your sexual preferences, my love. This is about the problem with conscious relating. How is that not anything to do with my sexual preferences? <laughs> Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> okay. So what 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 do you, what's your bone? My bone is okay. So, you know, there was a time where all of us grew up on Disney, and we all grew up thinking that we were wholly incomplete without this magical character. This was going to swoop into our lives, our prince charming or our sleeping beauty or our toad that we were going to kiss and would turn into a prince charming or sleeping beauty. Oh, that bone. Yeah, that bone. Well, that's the beginning of the bone. So like there was, you know, this really, this mentality, and not that I'm blaming like Walt Disney, who was a genius, but like this societal programming was really damaging for a lot of people. And those who are in conscious relationships have elevated themselves out of this mentality and out of this style of attachment and really into a new type of relating. And I think that's really beautiful. But now we're seeing another shadow show up in conscious relating. Or at least what people are saying is conscious relating. Yes. And this is that story that conscious couples don't fight. Mm. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. I mean, like, that that on the surface, that would be what you would think a conscious relationship is, right? But, like, totally, I can tell you I was in an 18-year relationship. 10 years of which we didn't fight at all. And I'll tell you, it was the last 10. 
And that was not actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it was certainly not conscious. No, exactly. So not fighting is not necessarily, sometimes it can be, but is not necessarily a marker of a healthy relationship. It is not necessarily a marker of a conscious relationship. And again, like it can be. Yeah, we're not saying that all conscious couples fight or all conscious couples don't fight. It's it's not a benchmark at all. Well, and that's exactly it. Is right now what I've seen is like there's been quite a few really beautiful um, connections in our space that totally are soul led karmic and have and like you know you know when a soulmate really like when a karmic connection gets together everybody in the room can fucking feel it oh yeah right like it's not just the couple that can feel it it's electric totally like everybody like i get i'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. everybody can feel it and it's just it's killing me to see those implode so dramatically within about six to 12 months on average. Mm -hmm. And that kills me because that is, I mean, that's timed with the honeymoon phase, right? We all know about the honeymoon phase from regular relationships. Yeah, I, I mean, like the honeymoon phase is nature's way of optimizing relationships for having babies before people blow apart, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, you, if you look at like just the biochemistry of it, oxytocin, they call it the love drug, yeah. right? And like the first time you have sex with someone, more often than not, I'm not going to say all the time, you and you activate that drug. And this makes it like that person's hair just smells good. Their whole body smells, feels good. Like you feel that electric touch when you're around them. And and this is this is the effects of oxytocin. Like you have a bit a, a skip in your step. The whole world appears more beautiful. This is the kind of love that most love songs are written about, and they actually have scientifically called it now NRE, new relationship energy. It's a very known thing, and in fact, especially in, in polyamorous circles, you hear about it a lot. Yeah, because because challenging. <laughs> most of the poly people that I've met, and myself included at the time, um, are totally addicted to NRE, Which oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah. And you kind of like, you just have partners who you shift through that stage of relationship with and then shift out of it. And then you go on to somebody or somebody's else. Mm -hmm. So the benefit of NRE, like the purpose that it's here for evolutionarily is to like really bond you together. Creates an attachment. Create an attachment so that you are more likely to mate and more likely to have a baby before the oxytocin wears off. Which what? is. Yeah. And what happens when the oxytocin wears off? <laughs> well, I mean, what happens with you when you're in withdrawal from a drug, right? Ooh. It's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you kind of like everything kind of goes back to normal, doesn't it? Yeah. And all of a sudden, and the honeymoon phase doesn't just happen in relationships. It can happen when you like move to countries, new jobs, like, you know, well-known phenomenon. But, you know, after somewhere between three to six months, the drug wears off and all of a sudden it's like your rose-colored glasses have been kind of slapped off your face and you start to see things as they really are, mm -hmm. not as your drug-infused brain wanted to see them. But presumably, if your drug-infused brain did what it was supposed to do, what it's evolutionarily designed to do, you're now so attached to this human that it doesn't matter what the real world looks like because you're attached, right? You've got an attachment cycle. That's evolutionarily what we want, what is designed to do. 
Now, in real life, this is where people start fighting. This is where traumas start coming up, shadows start coming up. And that's in a regular relationship, right? Everybody knows about the honeymoon phase. And then after somewhere between month three and six, like, you know. You start fighting and then a couple of years later you stop. Yeah. Because somebody has just basically given up. <laughs> yeah. Or you've learned each other's like triggers and you just subconsciously avoid them mm -hmm. so you actually modify your behavior patterns to not trigger your partner's like subconscious triggers yeah so it's not like they go away but yeah. now you're like you're actually like yeah giving a part of yourself up potentially mm -hmm. in a lot of cases so that you don't piss that guy or girl off. And even though you're doing this subconsciously, this tends to breed resentment, this feeling of losing oneself, losing your own hobbies and desires. It leads to depression. Depression, yeah. definitely a loss of passion in the relationship too, because like what's there to get lit up about when you're hiding who you are? So that's not a good path. That's not a good path. That's like the common non-conscious path. I think yeah. that's the path that like everybody that's listening to this podcast has probably done at least once. So what's the conscious, the, the so-called conscious path, the other, the other one? Yeah. And the problem here with the, with the so-called conscious one is the same pattern happens, right? The oxytocin wears off just because you're conscious doesn't mean you're like some kind of drug superhero, right? You still go through that cycle. But what I've observed happens is the, the traumas and the triggers and the fighting starts to come up. But there's a couple stories that play out here. And the first one is it's supposed to be easy and I'm not supposed to fight. Therefore, I can run away. Like, obviously, this isn't the conscious relationship that I thought it was, because if it if it was, then we it, wouldn't it, be triggering it, each other this it, way. It would be good right away. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have perfect. to put I wouldn't have to put any effort into it. It would just be like, hey, I'm conscious. You're conscious. Boom. You know, like. Let's get married and have babies and we're never going to fight ever. Yeah. And I find that the <laughs> conscious relationship, they're a lot less willing to like subject themselves to what we said, like, you know, allowing yourself to lose your voice or whatever, because you've done the work to fucking find your voice. Well, and and there's also like, I don't know about you, but me and everyone else I know who's woken up ends up losing fa family and friends at some point in their conscious journey, right? Yeah. That's actually a result of your system. Some people say brain. I'm just going to say your system, your being, losing the efficacy of the attachment system. Yeah. The attachment system is less powerful and your metacognitive capacity is more powerful. So your ability to reflect on and, and change things that once seemed really hard to change they're not so hard to change anymore. So basically, you're not as like 3D realm stuck to the people in yeah. your life if they're not serving you. Unless you have a baby, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, then you're real. Then, then you are, yeah. <laughs> that shit's real, man. <laughs> conscious or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so when you take that into a conscious relationship, the issue here is like the the oxytocin wears off and you're so grounded in your being and you're so in your truth and you've got a, a literally a physiological decrease in an attachment system. So when those traumas and triggers come up, there's no like biological, physiological thing that's like tying you to this person, mm -hmm. right? That's gone. And you're more likely to stand in your truth. These are all very good things. That means you're not stuck to somebody that doesn't serve you. However, the natural conclusion that I've seen that's so toxic and so poisonous. Polarization. Is, yeah, that, that polarization is bad even. Like that. Polar that, that they polarize apart is what I'm saying. Right. But yeah. like that's actually not necessarily a bad thing though. Well, explain. 
Okay, so if they're polarized apart, first of all, sexual energy, sexual attraction comes from polarity. So it's actually a really good thing if they're polarizing apart. But the other thing is like, if they're polarizing away, it's because there's a trauma that they need to like work on. And if they can consciously choose to come back together, Ah, that's the real conscious part of conscious relating. Exactly. Right? Like the polarization is going to happen. Yeah. That's not, a, that's the, not the problem. The question is, do you come back? What do you do after? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the conscious part of it, right? Right. Is recognizing that like the fight, the fight will happen. In fact, the fight is there to serve you. The polarity is there to serve you. Like what happens when we, you and I were getting into fights all the time, the first year of our relationship. Well, after six months. Well, yeah. So like. Yeah, six months to and 18 then, months. And, yeah, six to 18. And yeah. then, and it's not like one of us decided, oh, I'm just going to avoid this person's triggers. Like, no. What, what did we do? We stepped all over them. <laughs> <laughs> we like yeah. consciously and unconsciously sometimes, but like we definitely like the second we saw one of the other people, no matter like, and we guys, we're dealing with a Scorpio and a Leo. So I just want you to ground in the stubbornness Triple that is Scorpio. Yeah, that is possible in this relationship okay there's yeah. a lot of strong opinions yeah, here yeah, yeah. and if one of us saw the other one tripping over their feet or getting caught in something or just like doing something that wasn't serving them instead oh, of just I'm gonna poke at it yeah no we totally did and it was traumatic sometimes <laughs> yeah. but we poked the fuck out I of that fucking hated that shit man yeah and so did i right yeah. and and yet but we both knew like because we had a conscious agreement like we are here to ferret out our shadows and our triggers and resolve them, not avoid them. Yeah, because right? like, let's, here's the thing, like, why are you in partnership? Well, because most of our shadows and triggers, I don't know if you know this, but they're relational. And they're also invisible to us. Invisible, yeah, until you trip over it. Mm -hmm. or, somebody or somebody else does. Or somebody else trips over it more, more, more than likely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like there are some things that are like ephemeral, like time pressure or whatever, right? Like the calendar triggers you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those are easy for you to find on your own and work through on your own mm -hmm. in the cave. Mm -hmm. But, you know, or the monastery. But then as soon as you come out of the monastery. Or your peace prison. Or your peace prison and you go into relations with somebody, even in business or any sort of partnership, mm -hmm. you're going to have, you're going to encounter them tripping over your triggers and vice versa. Yeah. So what do you do when you encounter that? Run away, apparently. Yeah. This seems to be the it's, story. It's like, it's so pervasive. Yeah. And this is called conscious relating. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like that to me, and you know, I'm going to like put myself on a soapbox here at the risk of maybe offending a few of our close loved ones. But like, to me, that's not conscious relating. That's spiritual bypassing. That's using the mentality of, oh, I'm spiritually evolved and I'm conscious. Therefore, I don't have to look at these triggers or I don't have to help this person through them. If you love them, what, like, if you're really in that conscious connection, your whole job is to help them move through those those uh, triggers and those traumas and the ways that they're tripping over their feet. That's literally your purpose in this relationship. It's not to feel good. It's not to be fuzzy. And listen, those things come. We have a lot of feel good fuzzy moments in this relationship. I am mm -hmm. not saying that we don't, but that's not the purpose. I am here to help him grow. And sometimes that's real fucking uncomfortable, but I'll be damned if I ran away from that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, 
we've worked through, it's been a few months now, but um, let's just say up until November uh, for that year, November to November, November, like 2019 to 2020, we worked through, I'd say at least six of my triggers mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how many of yours but I'm, I'm sure I couldn't it's, even I'm count. sure it's a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a very high number yeah yeah and and like it's it's rather amazing when you you've been in the same kind of fight again and again the same stimulus the same response and then you know you've caught it post hoc after the fact many times and then you go back and you're like okay hey i think i saw this pattern right and you start talking about it oh you know when you do this i feel this and it feels like you're doing this oh no that's not what i'm doing i'm saying this and this is what i mean and i'm like oh wow that's weird because that's totally not what my side of the equation looked like and you start to realize Wow, we're in to- two totally different experiences. It's like two different realities coexisting. Two different realities coexisting because of the filters that we're we're seeing things through the, mm-hmm. the filter of the trigger of the trauma. Mm-hmm. And when you start to actually unpack the dynamics of how the fight evolves and what each person's side is without blame, mm-hmm. recognizing that like. It's 100% responsibility on both sides. Yeah, it's not 100% zero. It's 100-100. Yeah, if, if, you, if you just say like, yeah, this was my thing. This is what I experienced. Not saying, when you did this, I blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's more like, when I experienced you, say like my experience of you was this, and that created this in me. And, you know, when you start to really dig into the dynamics of, I'm seeing an apparition of you in my mind Mm -hmm. and this is how it's behaving. Mm -hmm. And then you compare that to the other side's reality, Mm -hmm. trusting implicitly their truth, right? That, Mm -hmm. that two truths can coexist right in front of each other. And that they can be completely opposite (laughs) truths, completely opposing truths. If you accept that and trust the other person's motivation of like, yeah, we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, then, and you talk about these things enough to like decode what's actually happening. You get your eyes on the shadow, Mm -hmm. right? And as soon as that, oh, shivers. (laughs) And as soon as that happens, thank you, shadow. (laughs) He's like, no, not again. (laughs) As soon as that happens, the next time, like once you unpack it, the next time it comes up, you are more than likely able to catch it in the moment and go, wait a second. Yeah. I'm recognizing something here. Yeah. So what's possible for you guys here is actually the next stage of your evolution. If you're willing to really tough it out. And, you know, let me just put a a little, you know, warning here. Like, obviously I'm not, if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship or a physically abusive relationship, that's not the time to tough it out. That's not going to turn into a conscious relationship. That's not what this is about. You have to trust the person's motivations. And that's the key. Yeah. At the end of the day, the question is, when I'm sitting next to this person and we're getting into fights more often than I thought, do I trust their motivations to want me, the what's best for me? And if you don't, then yeah, you probably shouldn't be in relationship with them. Like that's fair. Well, how, how can love exist without trust? Exactly. 
But if your answer is yes, I genuinely trust that this person has his best interest for me and himself at heart. And he's just being a fucking dick right now because he's triggered or he doesn't like his boss or whatever, or I'm being a jealous bitch or whatever it is. Mm. Then like the next step is okay. Let's have a fucking conversation about this. And this is the other thing that actually really comes up in conscious relating that kind of drives me a little bit bananas is this idea that like every fight in that moment must be this like super beautiful conscious communication where like <laughs> you both like give space for each other and you both have like, oh, I feel like you just gave a really good example. Like when you say this, I feel this way and you have all of the like words. Guys, that's not a fight. That's not real. I mean, some people are capable of doing that, but if you're not able to do that, that's not a sign of failure. Yeah, like it's often, more often than not, it's better to walk away and unpack it later. Yeah. As as long as, long as like there's been enough material emerging to like get eyes on it, right? Otherwise, it's just going to stay. Like if, if you repress yourself, you're never going to see it. Right, because yeah. you're gonna hide, you gotta let it come up. You're gonna hide the you're gonna hide the pattern by just like repressing it. Yeah, and this is actually something that we journeyed in our relationship that actually I was really bad for mm. um, because I had a former relationship with somebody that was um, a little bit uh, mentally unstable and, and had some addiction issues. And I have a background in psychology and you know abnormal psychology and addictions counseling. So I had um, learned how to have, when I was highly stressed and highly triggered, I had learned how to like really, really repress what I actually wanted to say and what my emotions were and come out almost sounding like a therapist of like, okay, let's calm it down. Let's have this conversation. Let's be logical to try and diffuse the situation. And in that relationship, that was a vital skill. Mm. It was a very, very useful skill. Um, but once you come into conscious relating, that's actually a very damaging skill because what was happening is I was never actually allowing the truth of what I needed to say. Like I couldn't even see why I was upset. I just felt like the kick in the gut. And then my pattern of shut it, shut down. it down and yeah. be logical came up, which made him feel like, well, you can say what you felt like, but I know it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, I, I knew you were like it felt actually just going back to that, what it felt like to me was that you were manipulating the situation or me in some way. What yeah. I didn't realize is that you were merely manipulating your subconscious. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess I could say like on some degrees that is a manipulation, like, yeah. you know, a, a yeah, true totally. manipulation tactic because it's like I'm manipulating the shit out of myself and my own subconscious. Absolutely. But the purpose of okay, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to speak slowly is to bring the other person who's totally freaking out and in a PTSD or some type of an addictive state to help create safety in their body. So body, so they can calm down. Yeah. But and that could they, be considered. They weren't, as, they weren't psychic as fuck. No, exactly. And so like that can be seen in some cases as manipulation. Obviously yeah. that was not my intent. My intent was to diffuse the situation, but I was doing myself a disservice by not, by using my tools instead of just allowing myself to be fucking mad mm -hmm. and just just allowing it to blow up and trusting that we wouldn't blow up and that nothing bad would actually happen. Yeah. And then actually see what the actual pattern was. Yeah. Because and we how had, our patterns interplayed. Exactly. Because we were basically dancing around the same couple patterns for, oh months. my God, like, yeah, like six months, I think. Yeah. Where, because I just wouldn't allow it to come out. Mm -hmm. And then one day it finally got so bad that it exploded out of me. I got so angry that I just couldn't keep it in anymore. We had this big blow up, but that was beautiful because it was like we'd been in a storm for so long and now all of a sudden the lightning struck and the storm broke. 
and well, we yeah, could see. And we finally got to see the like what was hidden. Yes, for both of us, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden we could see. Because it always, guys, there's resonance, right? Your soulmate has a perfect puzzle piece, or your soulmate, or whoever your your soul connection is, mates, whoever. Their trauma and their triggers will be a perfect puzzle piece to yours. That's why you like them. Exactly. That's why you like them. And that's also why you're so powerful together. So whatever you will naturally like, you know, in our, um, no, I was going to use an example and I'm going to pause myself there actually. It feels like a not relevant example. Um, not fair to share. But no rabbit holes. No rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling myself back. Um, the puzzle pieces are really important. It's important for you to know that like, that person is going to trigger the shit out of you in a very specific way that is going to match their way because that's why you've been pulled together. That's where the resonance is. To bring to light what is hidden. Yeah, and which is on your next stage of evolution. That's the whole point. The whole point is for this person to be a mirror for you. You know, we have these ideas of like, oh, the whole point is that we're just going to have this like big flowy rainbowy life together and we're just going to like dance on cloud nine and he's going to support me and I'm going to support him or her or whatever your binary relationship or non-binary relationship is. Um, and it's all about the good stuff, but we don't realize like the whole, when you're in a con on a spiritual journey, the whole reason you have a person sitting in front of you, living with you and picking at you all the time is so that you can become the best version of yourself. Your soul came here to evolve. Yeah. And in many cases, you're carrying the traumas and the patterns of generations of your family and soul. Yeah. Not just your soul, but also like the epigenetic history. So you yeah. have like an earth lineage and a soul lineage. Yeah, we get both. Yeah. And those mix together to create a unique expression that is your current incarnation. And that, that incarnation is here to resolve ancestral patterns mm -hmm. and your own spirit's patterns. Mm -hmm. And the only way the spirit can evolve is by coming here. Mm -hmm. And the only way for an individual to evolve past a certain point is in relation. Yeah. It's a necessary part of your journey. And I mean, we all know if you've been on the spiritual path for anything longer than, you know, a couple months, you know, it's not easy. The spiritual path is also not all about rainbows oh, and God, unicorns, yeah. right? Dark like, night of the, the ego, dark night of the soul, dark night of the... Multiples of them. Like, yeah. yeah, peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. And just yeah. when you think you got somewhere, you go back and then you uncover that, you know, you have sexual trauma or whatever the case might be. And like your whole world changes and then you lose Where are my and unicorns and rainbows? Yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of people spend way more time. Like I, my spiritual journey, I spent way more time crying in the last three years than I did in my entire life combined. Yeah. Well, it's all built up. <laughs> Well, true. Yeah, exactly. But, what was I doing last night? Breathwork? Oh my God. I can't believe, I was concerned the cops were going to show up. If we'd been in North America, the cops would have been at our door. You were so fucking loud. And I yeah. was like, should I go in there and disturb him? Maybe I should just give him like a padded room. I don't really know. Our next house will have a soundproof closet or something to put him in during breathwork. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, my body's on fire and I feel it melting. Oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> This is quite the situation. But this is the thing is you learn how to let your emotions move and you learn that your emotions can't hurt you. And then it's like as soon as we get into relation, we're like everything goes back to like we get go back into the patterns of Disney, even though we're like, oh, we're conscious and we can be so grounded in our emotional maturity. Mm. But then as soon as we get into relationship, we get that one little trigger, that one little stab in the gut and we run for the hills. 
And this yeah. just isn't, if you haven't caught that yet, it's not serving you. That's no bueno. Or your partner. Yeah. I mean, if the whole purpose of you coming to this realm is to evolve and not just, you know, go to work and make enough money to eat and shelter yourself, if there's something greater, if you are you know, having multiple incarnations and evolving through each one. Which presumably, if you're listening to this, this podcast, <laughs> yeah, then, then you, this applies to if, you. If you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, you're definitely on that path. So, yeah. um, like, see, like, definitely when you're in partnership, sit down and yeah. discuss this. Like, like, say, like, listen, we've both got patterns that are hidden Let's find them. Yeah. But we've got to like agree to work on this together and know that it like we're going to be angry at each other. But that's actually we're going to let our humans play that out so that our spirits can watch what's happening and operate on it. Yeah. It's really important to remember that when you are like if you have triggered each other and this this was a huge revelation for me because what would happen is we would get out of the fight and then it would be like, you know, you hold the grudge, right? The next day I'm like, I can never trust him again. He said mm. this, this, and this. And right, I would apply his regular operating be being. I would apply the traumas from the night before to who he normally is. And this also is a fallacy. Yeah. Because who you are in those states is the traumatized child version of you. Well, and 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 doing what you just described there where you, where you take that microcosm of oh now i can't trust him blah 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 and all of this sort of stuff or her mm -hmm. um that's actually an ego trap totally. because because now ego's painting a very um tight net that you can't get out of mm -hmm. and it prevents you from discussing the shadows yeah Right, because if you if you don't have trust, if you're like, oh, I can't trust him because he said this and this and this, yeah, like then you're not going to be open. You're not going to open up and and like say, oh, hey, we got to explore this, right? Yeah. Um, that that trust is is a thousand percent necessary, and um, man, like taking what somebody's trauma is saying through them as something that represents who they are is is a mistake but that's what everybody does like literally everybody whether yeah. they're conscious or not right yeah. you get because into a fight the, and it's like those words are the words that ruin relationships because like crumble friendships it's the, it's the easy it's the easy way out yeah it's the trap that ego lays for everyone yeah so that you can stay in the container that ego has created for you. And we don't want that change. for you. Yeah, you, you want to evolve. You want yeah. to be in a pressure cooker, right? Yeah. Well, this is your pressure cooker. This this is your alchemical oven that's going to create the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that all the time, right? The gold is in you, but guess what? It needs the pressure. You mm -hmm. must have pressure to evolve. Even diamonds, you know, they're created through tremendous pressure, Yeah. right? Like this is your opportunity and if you allow the ego stories of oh i can't trust him anymore he said this and that and the other thing and and you or actually, he did this and that means this about him or whatever and right? you actually believe those things like that this is just doing yourself a disservice because his trauma or her trauma is finely attuned to yours 
and knows exactly the words to say mm-hmm. through him or her in order to make you feel wounded yeah. and and feel victimized and feel self-righteous. And all of that just traps you. And none of it is going to resolve the situation. Mm-hmm. So like... We just have to get over ourselves. Like this is the whole point: getting over ourselves, right? Yeah. Like ego. Everyone's this like, is I the want point of the journey. Everyone's like, I want ego death. I'm like, no, just get over yourself, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you actually don't want your ego to die. It's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Just get over yourself, right? And, and that's actually what they mean by ego death, without really knowing it. Is like yeah. you want to get over yourself, and in order to do that, you have to start questioning the narratives that you tell yourself of like, oh. I can't trust him or her anymore because mm-hmm. he said this and that and it made me feel this and that. Like, just change that narrative a little bit of, I heard this and this and this and it made me feel this, but I wonder what the truth was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I know everybody listening to this now, you guys are like, yeah, Sophie and Sian, tell me how to go have ra- like raging fights with my partner. And I want to have this amazing like conscious relationship. So <laughs> I'm going to run into the fire. <laughs> Everybody's thinking that, right? I'm sure. So like, let's leave you with some tips. So the first one I would say, and we didn't plan this out. So we're just going to like stream of consciousness this for you guys. But like the first one I think is if this is interesting to you and you're like, I, I realize now that my purpose for my conscious relationship is actually to help me unearth the things that I cannot see. You can't just decide to do that without informing your partner. <laughs> no, I, it, it, does, it won't work at all. Yeah. So tip number one, step one, have a conversation with your partner and make sure that they're on board for get, this. Get them to listen to this podcast episode. Yeah. Share the <laughs> podcast. Let them know how you feel about it. And then you guys can have a, like a, a conscious, open, honest um, conversation when you're both grounded about how you feel about this. Does this feel in alignment for you? So that's step number one. Step number two is make sure that if you're going to go down this route, that you're going to remember that the other person has your best intentions and your best results at heart. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them. That doesn't mean they get to like control or manipulate you. It just means that when you are fighting, you always come back to He's not actually a manipulative asshole that's trying to kill me. (laughs) This is his trauma talk. This is his trauma. And at his truth, he desires the best for me. And I know he has a good heart. Like just really consciously remembering to come back to that truth of like, this person is trying to help me and has the best intentions. Yeah. That's number two. and, And number three is recognize that the words they're saying aren't necessarily what they mean. Mm hmm. And the words you're hearing aren't necessarily what they're saying. Yeah. And the words you're saying aren't necessarily what you mean. And the words they're hearing aren't necessarily the words you're saying. So think about that in a game of telephone. Yeah. It's like a dual, well, like four-factor telephone. So there's, there's four layers there. There's, yeah. there's truth on their side. Then there's what they're actually saying. And then there's... What truth you're on your tr- what you're perceiving and what you're hearing and then what how you perceive it and yeah. then that goes the other direction as well yeah. right so if you look at that dynamic and say my goal is to discover the truth on the other side mm-hmm. regardless of what i heard that i mean that's like a real key aspect 
Yeah, and recognize that, like, this is kind of like tip 3B, <laughs> but, like, recognize that that likely will not happen in one session, Mm-mm. especially if you're both openly allowing your emotions to flow, which is a really important part of this process. You're probably going to need to take some breathing time. It might be, like, an hour. You know, it might be five minutes. It might be a day or two. Yeah, totally. Right? That, and that's fine. Um, but always come back. But you have to always come back to find truth once you're both grounded. So don't make the other person wrong for needing space. Don't be a dick about needing space or the way you need space, right? Don't like shut them out and don't be an asshole. And in the certainly process. don't block them from seeking to get space. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So allow them when somebody says, Can I need space? Like I need to diffuse. That's cool. Let them do that. But make sure this is the big problem with a lot of fights is you don't come back together. So yeah. it's so important to have that commitment to each other. It does even if it's a week later, it actually really doesn't matter. But you absolutely must come back together after having gone through and used your conscious tools of like, okay, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling that? Like, can I journal this out a few times? Can I like chat with a friend about it? You know, all of this type of stuff so that you can get to a place where you're ready to have a conversation with the person. And I guess the last thing I'll say there too, is it just came up in the chat with a friend. Guys, I can't tell you how important it is to be able to sound box with somebody else. And so often in conscious relationships, we see this restriction of like, oh, don't tell other people because we're embarrassed that we didn't behave consciously. And so we say, don't tell the people that live near me or don't tell the people in this community. And that means that this other person can't actually share so that they can't come to a conclusion and you guys can't move through the process as a whole. Yeah. Any Anything that's hidden is a sign of shadow. Yeah. Right. And so if you're feeling like you need to hide something from your partner or as a, as a collective, you too feel the need to hide something from the greater collective, yeah. that is the shadow. Puppeting. E- puppeting you, mm-hmm. executing control and the non-intuitive way through that is to do the opposite, mm-hmm. is to shine light on it. Even if it's in a controlled way, it is just getting getting it out and revealing it to somebody, even a priest. I mean, this is this is what they used to do before this it was- This is confession, right? Yeah, this is confession, right? Like getting it out and there's something just- has it probably has something to do with the fact that there's God on the other side of every person you interact with, right? God or source or spirit, whatever you call the thing that really doesn't need a name. Yeah. Um, there's there's something really special about like revealing yourself totally, especially the things that you feel like you can't. When you reveal those, like something big changes inside of you. Well, and as we know, and we teach in our somatics classes, like energy is um, emotions, pardon me, or energy in motion, right? So even when we're doing like our free challenges, we always, or paid challenges even, we always tell people like share in the Facebook group, tell people what you're doing. That's not for us. No. That's for you because when you share your journey, you create an energetic loop. You allow the energy to move out of your body and it goes, it becomes real in the space when, and that can sound scary when it's your shadows, but that means you release the pressure, right? It gets mm-hmm. out of you where it's not ruminating and festering like a cancer inside of you. Yeah. So just watch out for those things. I guess that's number five is watch out for the things that you don't want to share because that's where the growth is right there. Yeah. So there you go. Top five tips to survive having like fights and arguments in your conscious relationship. 
All right, guys. Thank you for being here. Thanks for letting me all get off my soapbox now. And we'll see you next week. Bye. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.